0: And they run through our ass like shit through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. It's ridiculous that they do it. That was a huge calling. Well, we didn't miss it, you know, the typical rah-rah-rah, boom ba boom You don't cuss. You don't drink. So what are your vices? I have been known to, uh, to chew a bit of tobacco when I get a little tired or watching film. Hey, I'm Coach Joe. I just love my Hummer. I have my Hummer. You need a Hummer? Tell them about it, JoJo. They've won the biggest championship, and that's a championship of life. It's gas control. Everybody just do your job. You understand that? Welcome in to the
1: latest episode of That SEC Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter, and I'm joined as always by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vols on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer?
2: Hey, buddy. How are you? Oh, Mike, 13 teams. 13 teams got a draft pick. Not them balls, though. (laughs) Well,
1: you know, Shane, I think the only one that had a worst NFL draft weekend here in Nashville, my town, the city was electric with NFL draft fever. I mean, I've been hearing it for weeks and weeks, and it finally arrived. And, yes, Tennessee fans didn't get to celebrate, Shane, but at least – You weren't these two chicks on their bachelorette party.
0: Uh, The person that's going to pay for this is my husband when I refuse to watch football the entire season. Like, I'm talking, no no Super Bowl. No. Because
1: you get married once. Yep. How often does the draft happen? Every freaking year. Every year. Putting a little damper on (laughs) these ladies' one last fling before the (laughs) ring. Like, the worst. Yeah. All right, Chad. I do not know how this even happens. How do you not look ahead to know the damn NFL drafts in town? But uh, all I can say is thoughts and prayers to this woman's husband because he is in for a rough ride. It sounds like
2: over or under two years. What do you think? They make it. I, I'm saying. I'm saying under right now. I mean, if I don't know this guy and how patient he is, but it feels like the cards are stacked against him, man. I think it really depends on how big of a football
1: fan he is. He's got to pretend for the rest of his life that he hates the draft, not a big football
2: guy. That's that's the key to his success, I think. <laughs> I want to see the behind the scenes, you know. I want to see him come out, you know, because you know his buddies are watching like, oh, my God, did you see what your wife is saying on national TV? I mean, <laughs> because this thing blew up, and it was all over the place. So uh, pretty miserable, pretty miserable. And I don't understand – I mean, pretty young girls. Uh, I'm sure they're all over social media. How did they not know that this was going on downtown Nashville? I mean, it, I mean, it didn't even cross their minds. Maybe they booked something. I mean, one of those bicycle things, I'm sure they said, you know, hey, we can't go down this street because we got a show going on. Yeah, and I think they should have
1: spin-zoned it
2: real quick. I mean, yes, some of their plans may have been ruined, Shane, but
1: you got hundreds of thousands of dudes drunk on Broadway they got to be getting free drinks wherever they go. They got their choice of men if they want it down there. If, <laughs> if there's not a, a hundred thousand guys down there, there's got to be a couple that they could get along with. They
2: you got to seal that deal, you know. <laughs> oh, what a miserable, what a miserable event. They'll be talking about this forever, Mike. All right, Shane. So we got something worked up here. We got
1: uh, some audio here because we you know we don't want to just rattle off these guys' names. We thought that would be kind of boring. Uh, so we're going to let Commissioner his first appearance on that SEC podcast, Shane. He's going to rattle off a couple names here. These are the selections of the 2019 NFL Draft from the SEC.
0: With the third pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select Quinnin Williams, nose tackle, Alabama. So it is a member of the Crimson Tide that is going to play for the New York Jets. Fifth
1: pick. In the 2019 NFL Draft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers
0: select Devin White, linebacker, LSU. All right, so Devin White's going to bring his game and his horseback riding to Tampa, Florida. With the seventh pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Josh Allen, defensive end, Kentucky that's his best player available Uh, that's a smart pick take the best player available with the 11th pick in the 2019 nfl draft the cincinnati bengals select jonah williams tackle alabama with the 19th pick in the 2019 nfl draft the tennessee titans select jeffrey simmons defensive tackle Mississippi State well he's a top five player in this class if he's healthy if he doesn't tear his ACL he'd have been long gone by now this is a this is a guy that can do everything with the 24th pick in the 2019 NFL draft the Oakland Raiders select Josh Jacobs running back Alabama do we we know our Mayock or do we not know our Mayock (laughs) And Gruden's gonna love this kid, too, man. And with the 26th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Washington Redskins select Montez Sweat, linebacker, Mississippi State. I'm happy for Montez Sweat to go off the board here. He would have been long gone if there weren't some teams that removed him from their board. With the 30th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the New York Giants select DeAndre Baker, Keep it to back, Georgia. I believe this is our first corner off the board. With the 32nd pick in the 2019 NFL draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Debo Samuel. South Carolina. So the Cincinnati Bengals have traded the 42nd pick to the Denver Broncos. And with the 42nd pick in the 2019 NFL draft. The Denver Broncos select Drew Locke, Missouri. Okay. Let's go, young fella. SEC, baby! With the 44th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Green Bay Packers select Elton Jenkins, guard, Mississippi State. Go Pack! And with the 45th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the champs select Juwan Williams. DB Vanderbilt with the 46 picks in 2013 NFL Draft the Cleveland Browns select Greedy Williams with the 48th pick in the 2019 draft the New Orleans Saints select Eric McCoy center Texas A&M who that baby with the 50th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Minnesota Vikings select Irv Smith, tight in from Alabama. With the 51st pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Tennessee tie-in select A.J. Brown, wide receiver, Ole Miss. Well done. With the 54th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Houston Texans select Lonnie Johnson, D.B. Kentucky. With the 56th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Kansas City Chiefs have selected Miko Hardman, wide receiver, Georgia. With the 64th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Seattle Seahawks select D. K. D.K. Metcalf, wide receiver, Ole oh Miss. Oh boy, go home. With the 68th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, our New York Jets select Ja'Kai Polite, linebacker, Florida. With the 75th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the, two th- the Green Bay Packers select Jace Sternberger, tight end, Texas A&M. With the 87th pick, In the 2019 NFL Draft, the New England Patriots select Damian Harris, running back, Alabama. Wow. Nashville, with the 99th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Mike Edwards, DB Kentucky. With the 105th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the New Orleans Saints select Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, defensive back, Florida.
2: And with the 118th
0: pick in the 2019 draft, the six-time Super Bowl champion, nice. New England Patriots select. Yildo Froho, guard, Arkansas. All oh, right, yeah. Here we go. And Steelers Central with the 122nd pick in the 2019 NFL draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers select. Benny Snell. Benny Snell, running Benny back. Snell. Where is he from? Kentucky. 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 Right. With the 126th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Chicago Bears select Riley Ridley, wide receiver, UGA Georgia. Bear down, go Bears. With the 155th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Cleveland Browns select. Mac Wilson, linebacker, Alabama. With the 168th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Tennessee Titans elect my friend DeAndre Walker. With the 182nd pick of the 2019 NFL Draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select Travion Williams, running back from Texas A&M.
1: All right, Shane, so we didn't have every audio clip because we couldn't find one for every single player. There were 64 players total drafted. We don't want this podcast to go two hours long here, but (laughs) one notable exception, obviously, there from there, you know, the selections made Thursday, Friday, Saturday, not single, not a single one from Tennessee. They were the only school not represented, but I got to ask you this, Shane, are you counting – Jalen Hurd, any
2: Tennessee allegiance there, or, or is that is that ship sailed? Ship has sailed, Mike. You know, I mean, we didn't get him drafted. He got drafted <laughs> from Baylor. So, I want to be that guy. I want to, you know, hang my hat. I mean, even I saw some people uh, uh, betting on Preston Williams going, and uh, no, no, they left. But, you know, well, wait, before, before we move on yeah. from Jalen Hurd, okay. I got to tell you
1: one thing. I do not yeah. know if you've seen this, but obviously he got drafted, I believe it was in the third round, by the San Francisco 49ers. Do you know, and they even tweeted Jalen Hurd's image out with this <laughs> slogan, the 49ers official
2: slogan. Unfortunately, I do, Mike. <laughs> it's a reason why we didn't have any draft picks, Mike. But go ahead, tell everybody. Brick by brick.
1: <laughs> so Jalen Hurd back with the Brick by Brick Nation, so – Things will go well for him,
2: I assume. But uh, let's break down this draft a little bit here, Shane. Ten, well, Real quick, real quick. You know, And this is one thing I, I hate because this isn't Coach Pruitt's mess. But he's the one left holding the bag. And do you think that every SEC coach that's out there recruiting right now is not telling these recruits that Tennessee had zero? I mean, we're talking three times in the last five years with no one drafted. I mean that's where we were at, and I feel like Pruitt's taking us somewhere. But man, he's damn. Lyle Jones is still a thorn in our side, man. All right, all right, sorry. Where's yeah, no, days? I see what you're saying there, but I think you could flip that a lot easier
1: to say Will Muschamp program. Now he did have Debo Samuel, but you know they've not really had a lot of NFL guys. I think you could look at Gus Malzahn's program. They've not had a first-round pick in five years. I mean, I think that, if you're Alabama, Georgia, LSU, hell, even Tennessee, I think you've got to use that against those schools. So I, I see what you're saying there, but I think there's a lot more indictments on other programs at this time. Uh, but let's go down just team by team here. Alabama, 10 selections, led the SEC. Texas A&M, 7. Georgia, 7. Auburn, six. So, like I said, no first-rounders. They had no second-rounders either, but six overall. That's solid. Ole Miss with six. Mississippi State, five. And the three of those in the first round. Kentucky, five. Florida, five. LSU, only three. South Carolina, Arkansas, both also had three. Missouri and Vanderbilt, each with two. And, of course, I just said Tennessee with none. Uh, what about these you know, is there a one in the in the first round that you like more than any other selection made from just I'm talking
2: SEC guys here of course? Well, I mean, I like I like a lot of these players. I, I you know, Quinnen Williams is one of my favorite players and it's just not just because of his pure talent, but just cuz he's hilarious. Did you see where he was uh given the interview and he sneezed? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Play here, I'm going to send you a yeah definitely let's play that one to the different uh character things uh,
0: Listen,
2: thank you that i got here so <laughs> nobody said anything but i i just i think he would be a fun guy to be around and uh one thing i like about it do you remember when he was talking about uh playing oklahoma and uh he was going to say something bad about murray but then he caught himself and he just <laughs> sat there for like five seconds and said, you know, like we, we joked that he saw saving in his brain and saying, you know what, I'm not going to do that. So, right. um, no, I, I, I think there's a lot of great talent in this draft. Um, but you know, one of the couple ones that stood out to me, I, I liked that Devin White went so early, mm-hmm. but Josh Allen, probably the steal of the draft going to Jacksonville Jaguars. I just think that, I mean, that defense is already, you know, had moments. Last year they struggled a little bit, but they they were missing that edge rusher, and I think that was a big steal if you're a Jacksonville Jaguar fan because Josh Allen is probably one of the best, you know, edge rushers in the league.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, Devin White, you hit on it there. I think there's an
1: outstanding chance – you know, I'm not ta- I'm not trying to take away from any of these other guys, in particular, Quinn and Williams, but I think Devin White is going to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. I think he's going to make that
2: big of an impact immediately. Did you, real quick, did you see that video of uh, Devin White getting announced? Mm-hmm. When he got announced as the, the uh, fifth pick in the NFL draft by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he goes to kiss his girl, and obviously Devin has done something really bad because – I've have seen that look before. My wife has given me that look before, and she just kind of turned sideways and stuff. So obviously, uh, you know, it's a podcast. The video, it's not gonna, you know, you got to check this video. So we're gonna put it on the Reddit page. Uh, I'll retweet it on the uh, on the SEC podcast one. But it's just hilarious. Devin White, biggest one of the big, if not the biggest moment in his life, being drafted number five. And his his girl is not happy with him. All right, sorry. All right, and then another one I
1: really like, DeAndre Baker. I, I know there were some issues apparently. I think, you know, the rumor is the Georgia coaching staff maybe didn't do him any favors for whatever reason, speaking to NFL people. But, you know, I think De, DeAndre Baker, we had a the clip on the podcast. He kind of laid it out why he's the – Top corner in the draft. He was the first corner selected all the way down at number 30. But I think the Giants, well, you can certainly mock their first pick. I think DeAndre Baker could be a real steal there at number 30. And the guy, you already said Josh Allen for your steal of the draft. I think my steal of the draft is probably going to be Jeffrey Simmons. Now, he may not be the best player in the draft, but if he's in the top two or three and the Titans got him at number 19, I think that is obviously the steal of the draft if it pans out that way. And I think uh, there's an outstanding chance that it will.
2: And I thought uh, what was really – Real quick, on Simmons, are you worried at all? I mean, he is coming off a torn ACL. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I believe he should have been a top five pick if he was completely healthy. But are you a little concerned, I mean, with that injury? No, because typically those linemen –
1: I don't think it matters. You know what I mean? I think. Yeah. I think for a skill position, a running back, receiver, obviously defensive backs, and maybe even quarterbacks. You know that is an injury that that can derail you much quicker than a, a lineman. That I mean, there's not often he's going to be running even 20 yards in a straight line. You know, so. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think so. And it sounds like, you know, while a lot of people are saying he's go- he's not going to miss the entire year. According to him, he's going to be ready to go by October. So it sounds like his rehab's already going really well. And uh, I thought there was an important message there. You know, obviously the first round was on Thursday. He got introduced on Friday. And for those that don't know, the Titans are owned by a woman. Um, her name is Amy Shrunk, I believe. Yeah. A- and she met with the media and said, uh, you know, she because there are character issues, I guess you could say, with Jeffrey Simmons dating back to his high school Uh, time when with the viral video that uh, of him hitting the woman but uh, Mm -hmm. I mean the, the owner came out and supported him and I just thought it was important to play this clip
0: getting a great man and John and and Mike too especially you know our locker room is so important and we only have good men in there and this young man is a good man
1: all right Shane yeah so for Obviously, that's going to haunt him. I thought it was kind of fucked up that ESPN was playing that clip right after he got drafted. I mean, I kind of understand why that's newsworthy, but it's not like this happened uh, during the draft process, and there's never been any other issues with Jeffrey Simmons. So, you know, I I didn't know. I'm not really sure why they played that, but uh, that's something that's going to, you know, be attached to his name for a long time. And uh, he's done everything to kind of show that was a one-time incident, but he's going to have to do that again here in Nashville. And he's already got uh, the, you know, the power people there in Nashville on his side. And I, I just thought that was kind of an important message from them.
2: Yeah. I mean, th- this is something we've talked about and, and, you know, past episodes and I, you know, what he did was not right by no means. I, I, I do not. I mean, that's just, that's like a cardinal sin for me. And I'm sure it is you too. And a lot of our listeners, but, um, but like you said, there is a lot of people coming out talking about they've not had any issues since. And, you know, and maybe he grew up, maybe he's, he sent, he's got counseling and, you know, um, you make mistakes, man. And, and that was a horrible, horrible mistake, but, you know, it's just, something that he's going to have to live with the rest of his life. It's something that they're always going to bring up. They wouldn't let him go to the combine, but the first thing they want to mention when he gets drafted is this incident. So, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just constant articles and stuff. So if he's got to live with that, uh, um, that tag the rest of his life, so what, you know, he did a bad thing, but he got, he's getting paid. He's a first round pick. The Titans act like it's not going to be an issue. And, And and I hope that he takes, you know, some some of this money, some of this this platform that he has and and does good with it to show that, you know, a man can be rehabilitated. A man can make a mistake and be forgiven and, uh, you know, and use some of that exposure that he is getting in a positive light and maybe help somebody, you know, with his uh, like I said, with his platform. Mm -hmm. Well said, Shane. All right. Let's move on to the
1: second round were there any guys from the sec that really stood out to you as particularly in the fit that they're going to, that you think will be, you know,
2: impact players immediately at the next level? Um, sticking with the Titans, man, AJ Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that that's a hell of a weapon and I can't, I, you know, I, I wasn't sold that he would be a first round pick, but you know, the Titans are working on something. And uh, I really think that this is a guy that, you know, he's he's built like a brick house. He's going to come in there. And I think if he picks up the game and the game speed, uh, I think he could be a real problem uh, with secondaries because he's not going to be the number one like he's always been. He's not going to have double teams anymore. He's going to be by himself on an island. And uh, I think A.J. has potential to shine out there. Yeah, I was gonna go there. I like that one.
1: Another one I really like: Jawan Williams, the Vanderbilt cornerback, got drafted by the Patriots. And obviously, Bill Belichick—he knows those defensive backs. He's only gonna take a guy that's, you know, tough, versatile, smart. And I think this is a a real credit to Derek Mason and his defensive system getting Jawan Williams up here in the mid-second round grade. I think, uh, you know. Obviously, these NFL teams study all this stuff, but I think the casual fan, you may say, Vanderbilt, defensive back, like, what are they doing here? But this is a guy that I think uh, is poised for really big things. He came out early, obviously made the right decision here going this high. And one other one that that really jumped out to me, Greg Little, I don't think he ever lived up to the five-star hype, but – Carolina desperately needs some help on the offensive line. So getting the Ole Miss offensive lineman where I, I don't, you know, I can understand why Greg Little did not go in the first round, but I think there's real potential for him to make an immediate impact and uh, kind of protect Cam Newton's blind side there in Carolina.
2: Oh, for sure. And let's not count another one that's that's definitely got my eyebrows raised, especially since I'm a big into fantasy football, mm-hmm. is Miko Hardman. I mean, if you could pick any team in the NFL to put Miko Hardman on, the Chiefs is it. Uh, Or maybe the Rams, you Mm -hmm. know. It's just I I think they're going to find a way to get his speed on the field. And I'm telling you, man, they may have the fastest wide receivers in the league. I mean, (laughs) it's going to be like a video game out there. So I'm excited about that. Uh, let me ask you, Mike, um, looking at these second-round picks, especially from the SEC, is there any in the second round that you could have saw going in the first, or you're surprised they weren't in the first round? Um, I think
1: probably Debo Samuel is the one that jumped out to me. I thought he'd be a first-rounder, mm-hmm. but I, un- I kind of understand why he may not have been because of his injury history. Now, I mean, he was solid all last season, but – That's a tag that he had to shed. I think he had to come back just to go this high because all throughout his career he's always had these injuries that kind of, you know, sometimes it was at the end of the season, sometimes it was at the beginning. But Debo, I think he's the perfect guy for an NFL roster because he can be – you know, uh, an explosive slot guy. He can play mm-hmm. on the outside. He can return kicks. He can play uh, special teams. I mean, he d- he does it all. And I think that's a in- incredible value in the NFL because there's only so many roster spots. So, you know, Debo Samuel going to the 49ers the second round. I think that's a great pickup. But uh, I-, I was a little bit surprised to still see him
2: there on day two. Yeah, I was. Uh, I- I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm a huge Grady Williams fan, and I was a little surprised. That he went in the second round. I thought somebody would take a stab at him in the first round. But, uh, you know, i that's the only name that really stood out to me that I thought maybe had potential going on the, in the first round. But there's a couple names on here just because, like I said, I, I'm a huge fantasy football fan. Uh, My eyebrows, I love this Irv Smith kid uh, Mm. going to the Vikings. I just – as much as they use the tight ends and as as horrible as Rudolph played last year, I just think that's another one that don't be surprised toward the end of the season. He's making an impact.
1: Well, let's go to round three, Shane. One guy that I really like here. I think it's a perfect situation for him as well. Once again, no surprise here. Bill Belichick making some smart decisions. Damian Harris, the Alabama running back. You know, it's I kind of understand why he'd go to the third round. I guess just because the the value and running backs is just not where it was, you know, 10, 15 years ago. But Damian Harris can do it all, man. He's he's a tough physical runner. I think he's underrated for as explosive as he is. He can catch out of the backfield. He's pass block. I mean, he does it all. Uh, mm-hmm. He he just screams uh, New England
2: Patriot to me. Oh yeah, backing up Sony. I mean, that's that's a deadly combination up there. I. One thing that, that kind of, I guess, not surprised me, it felt like a Raider move, you know, going back to the first round when, you know, they took uh, – what's his name? Uh, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, here you got a guy that's not a clear-cut one. In fact, he's a backup mm-hmm. uh, if, if you're looking at the roster. The Raiders took that chance. They always, they're always they always looking for that home run hit, it feels like. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and then here you got, in the third round, the Super Bowl champ with – Oh, you know, the most Super Bowls, if not tied for the most Super Bowl. I think they're tied now with the Pittsburgh Steelers. But uh, here you got them taking a proving run back, running back that can, like you said, do it all. They, You know, so it, it's just it just feels like a Patriot move. And it's like sometimes we think too much. It feels like in these NFL drafts like, well, there's a lot of potential there. And then here you got the Patriots just doing what they've seen.
1: Mm-hmm. all right round four Shane there's two that really jump out to me I think you'll grab one so I'm gonna let you go first I'm gonna see if you get them
2: uh let's see here number or you want me to guess which one you think <laughs> yeah. or which one I think I think I think we're thinking that we'd be thinking the same one okay because well then it has to be Benny. Freaking snail, son. Go to my Pittsburgh Steelers. Already wearing number (laughs) twenty-six.
1: Yeah, so I put Uh it out there on Twitter. I'll stand behind it. I think every every season Benny Snell is on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think he's gonna lead them in rushing. He's just that type of player. He may not be the fastest, but damn it, I, I don't think that matters because we've we've just seen him. He's I think he's the best running back Kentucky's ever had. He's one of the best the SEC's ever seen. He's just got that chip on his shoulder. He's just an angry runner. Um, I don't know. I just think he's a hell of a player and and someone that's going
2: to fit right in there at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh man, this is what we need. We haven't had since the bus, man. Mm-hmm. And you know, a little depth. I mean, you gotta you gotta remember once we get once. Uh, uh, I keep saying we. I'm, I'm just future reference. Mike is a huge Packer fan. I am a huge Steeler fan. Uh, so I'm excited to have Benny Snell just because he fits. When I think of Steeler football, that's what I think of is is a guy like him, just hard-nosed, you know, just just one of those one-cut guys. And I just – yeah, he he may not be a three-down back, and he doesn't have to be anymore. So he's going to get the rest, and he's going to be able to pound the rock when we get in the goal line. So I just think this kid is going to be working harder than anybody on that roster, and that's just because it's in his DNA, man, and I love it. How about this, Shane? How about Jarrett Stidham? He also went the
1: fourth oh. round to the New England Patriots. He's obviously not going to be asked to contribute immediately, and sometimes I think that's the best thing for you know like someone going to the NFL, and particularly someone that just played in Gus Malzahn's high school offense. And you know, this had me thinking because we've been we've been down on Stidham. He did not look good last season, but he mm-hmm. looked pretty awesome the year before. And you know, just starting to think about it. That's one thing that's haunted Gus Malzahn is just lack of development. And I know you're down on Gus Malzahn, so you'll probably agree with me on this one. But, hell, Shane, if if Jarrett Stidham turns into a damn star in the NFL or, you know, a solid player, I think that just kind of continues the trend of Gus Malzahn doesn't know what the hell he's doing with quarterback play. And him, Stidham staying at Auburn, I think that may have hurt his chances, you know, hurt his NFL future. So he's fallen here a little bit, but... I think he's in a great spot here to study for a year, two, maybe three,
2: and then kind of be able to show what he's got up in New England. Do you think that he is the backup? Do you think, like, say for – I mean, because Tom Brady's getting to an end here. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, we've been saying about the saving forever, and it seems like he keeps getting younger. But it just seems like – is that what this is? I mean, is this Jarrett Stenham going to be the future for the New England Patriots? Or – is this going to be one of those uh, deals that keep them for two years and get a, you know, three or four first round picks as I've trading them, you know, mm-hmm. it almost like it could go either way. So I am, I mean, I'm curious because like you said, the development, I don't think was there at Auburn, mm-hmm. but you're not going to learn any better than you would with the new England Patriots. So um, I, I'm, I'm, Anxious to watch the preseason games. I want to see how he does with the big boys. You know, certainly
1: not suggesting Stidham is going to be the guy that replaces Tom Brady because I think the way the the Patriots operate, the backup is going to be some like Brian Hoyer, who's been in the league for ten years that knows the offense in and out. It's going to be on Stidham to be the third team quarterback and stick on the roster, or if he doesn't, you know, stay at the practice squad. Maybe he gets picked up somewhere else, but. That's going to be the challenge for Stenham. If he, if new England keeps three quarterbacks and he stays on, then I think we could talk about their real future down the line of him, him maybe being the guy to replace Tom Brady.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Patriots are weird, man. You just never know what they're going to do. I could just, like I said, I could see Jarrett being traded two years from now for a couple of first round picks mm -hmm. and then be a bust wherever he goes. But then I could also see him getting, you know, being groomed and, and being a stud. So, uh, like I said, that's an intriguing player, and I, I'd like to see him develop in the preseason. See what see what he looks like on the next level. How about round five here,
1: Shane? Any SEC guys that uh, you really think maybe some other teams missed the
2: boat up most uh, missed the boat on here? Yeah, I, well, Ross, and I don't let me say his last name, but uh, <laughs> it's just he's just an anchor for Alabama. You know, I, yeah, was he the best lineman? No. But one thing I like about Ross is he's a team leader. I mean, he was the center. He was the, the captain of that offense. And, and you, you know, that makes the other players around you a little bit better. It makes him better, uh, you know, because he's the quarterback up there. So um, that one kind of surprised me. Um, what about you? Did you have any that just kind of stood out to you?
1: Yeah, I think Deontay Thompson from Alabama – now I know a lot of Alabama fans kind of pissed off at this guy because they feel, I mean, he really didn't play that well. Certainly against Clemson and maybe against Oklahoma and in some of that Georgia game. I mean, he he really tailed off at the end of the year. But I don't know. At the beginning of the year, Shane, this is a guy where they're like, my God, this is the next great Alabama defensive back. He probably, you know, if he would have came back, he probably would have been a you know, a second or a third round pick potentially next season, needed a little bit more seasoning, but Mm -hmm. for a team as bad as Arizona, I think this is a guy that uh, could be one of their most talented defensive backs on the roster. Yes, he may not, uh, you know, may not be fully seasoned yet, but if you're a team like Arizona, you're going to take a risk on a guy like this. I think he's got some real potential. And then Mm -hmm. one other guy that I really liked in this round, Carolina picked up Jordan Scarlett, the Florida running back. You know, as long as he's not charging up those credit cards, he is a hell (laughs) of a running back. And uh, this is when running backs, you really, you see guys, you know, they get taken fifth, sixth, seventh round and they stay in the league for 10 damn years sometimes. So uh, Scarlett, very physical running back. I think uh, he could have a real future there at Carolina.
2: Yeah, definitely. I, I like that pig. I I would have I would have wished somebody like Jacksonville would have picked him up, you know, mm-hmm. with as uh, as bang ups Fournette gets and stuff. It just seems like he would be he would be a perfect fit up there. But I could see Carolina too. How about round six? Anyone stand out to you there? Oh yeah, Travion Williams. Just mm-hmm. because he's a, another one that can do it all. And I mean, if, when you get in the NFL, especially uh, with a team like Cincinnati Bengals, they like throwing the ball to the running backs so i just think that's going to be a good fit he's not going to be asked to do anything immediately uh but i i really think that he's he's going to be a diamond in the rough there
1: yeah for the offense that's where i would have went but on defense deshaun davis the linebacker from auburn team leader for the tigers one of the best you know defenses there in the sec not sure why he lasted at the sixth round with the cincinnati Bengals. i don't think he tested that well but Man, if you want to talk linebacker, particularly inside <laughs> linebacker, I'll take a guy that just does it game in and game out his entire career and is a leader over someone that, uh, you know, can run really fast in his underwear or jump really high, you know, <laughs> at the combine. <laughs> I don't understand why in the hell they for, – maybe for receivers and, and defensive backs, I understand why that's important. But inside linebackers, that's not important to me at all. I think uh, Cincinnati got a real steal there in the sixth round getting uh, Deshaun Davis. Did I miss
2: Bunchy? When did Bunchy go?
1: It was late. (laughs) Bunchy done dented again? No, uh, he he did not get drafted.
2: Oh, no, he got picked up after. Okay, sorry. So you're jumping ahead
1: around, Shane. Yeah.
2: Let's do round seven
1: first. Round seven. Anyone stood out here? I I got a couple. What about you?
2: Uh, I'm probably going to have to lean on you this one. I mean, I like Isaac Nata, obviously there's one name on this list. I do not care for, (laughs) but, uh, other than that, yeah, I'm probably going to go either Nata. Um, I just think with Houston, I think he's, or I'm sorry, Detroit, Mm -hmm. the the way that they do love to get the ball to the tight ends, which they've kind of struggled over the years. I just think that he has a, an opportunity to feel some depth. It's going to be a while. I think before you really see him on the field too much, but that's a kid that's got time to build, and uh, I, I I just think he's a huge talent, and he was under he wasn't utilized enough at Georgia.
1: Mm-hmm. For me, Shane Terry Beckner, the defensive lineman from Missouri, got picked up by Tampa. Uh, this is a guy that's had a lot of injuries over his career, but he was a five-star player, and I don't want to say he he failed to live up the type the hype. You know, like I said, he got injured quite a bit, but. He was a very solid player, and if he can stay healthy, I think he's got a future in the NFL. Chandler Mm -hmm. Cox from Auburn, he got drafted by Miami in round seven, and he's not a guy that's going to blow you away with any kind of physical traits, but he's just a smart player. I think Mm -hmm. he's going to be one of these guys that, uh, you know, can play running back, fullback, tight end, special teams. Like, this is just one of those glue guys that you really need in the NFL because if you have him – you could potentially fill depth on three or four positions. So I like I think he's gonna have an NFL future. And then the last one I really like, Terry Godwin, the receiver from Georgia, I don't know why, but this guy never really got that much credit. It didn't seem like he was just mm-hmm. a very consistent player. You know, he wasn't terribly explosive, but he was very consistent. He had great hands. Uh, they had so many targets there, so many running backs. I think he just kind of got lost in the shuffle. I think if there's a late-round guy that, that can really potentially have a good career, another Carolina pick. I, Carolina went SEC heavy. I, li- I like that for sure. <laughs> so Terry Godwin. And then finally the guy that you're going to hate, Colin well, Gillespie. Mm. I just think it's great. That's, man. This is like one of the best stories in the SEC, and it just keeps getting better. The, the mm. 12th man switched off offense last year for Jimbo Fisher because they needed a fullback. They had no fullbacks on the roster. He scores his touchdown in, in the final game of his career.
2: Mm. He gets mm, to mm, stay mm. at
1: home and play for Houston. I mean, this is like a this is going to be a damn Disney
2: movie in 10 years, Shane. <laughs> S- sounds like a targeting penalty to me, Mark. I don't know. <laughs> Who am I? Who am I? Just a Tennessee fan? But still a little butt hurt? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you know? Because Nigel didn't target him. Got kicked out of the game. And then his targeting doesn't count. And he's over on the sideline, you know, yelling. I hate that guy. No, I don't hate him. I just – not a fan. But if I remove Tennessee from the situation, good for him, you know. I hope they make a movie, Mark. I hope they make a freaking movie. So
1: here uh, – some unfortunate news here about the draft, though, Shane. We had a number of guys that declared early that didn't even get drafted at all. Hate to see this, but uh, DeMari A. Crockett, the running back from Missouri. Uh, mm-hmm. Daniel LaCamera from Texas A&M. I believe he was a punter. I don't know know why a specialist would ever come out early, but he did. Uh, Ed Alexander, defensive lineman from LSU. Elijah Holyfield, running back from Georgia. Katari Sapp, linebacker from Tennessee, Ryan Poley, defensive back Arkansas, Savion Smith, defensive back Alabama, and linebacker Tyrell Dotson of Texas A&M. Those were among, I believe there was 42 players that came out early and did not get drafted. Now, all these guys have signed free agent contracts, but, you know, you hate to see that come out early. And I got to ask you, Shane, we've seen college basketball institute this rule should a player that comes out early for the NFL draft and does not get selected. Now, a lot of these guys just don't want to go to school. So I, you know, I, I'm certainly not saying that they uh, should have to go back to school, but should they be given the option that they can go back to school? What do you think about that? Absolutely,
2: Mark, this is something I, I wanted to talk to you about that night after it happened, because there was a lot of kids that I thought were talented enough to get drafted that didn't. Mm-hmm. And, um, You know, they're asked – I mean, you got to remember, these are unpaid college kids, and, yeah, I'm one of those guys, okay? This is a billion-dollar industry, and these guys don't make any money. Yes, they get a scholarship. That's awesome. But if they would have studied hard in school, they'd also get one. So let's take that off the table for a second, okay? These guys are asked to make a huge financial decision off what they're – they have people that come up that tell them, Hey, we think that you could be a fourth round pick. Hey, we think that you could be an early third round pick and they have to take the word of these scouts and their potential. And not to mention when they go to a combine, I mean, they're already committed when they go to that NFL combine. So, Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people lose draft stock in the combine. Yeah. Some, there's some that you see like DK Metcalf and all those guys that, that pop up out of nowhere but the problem is, is you're, you're asked to make this huge decision, and then if you don't get drafted, you're just stuck there. Now, you could pick up a free agency, which a lot of these guys did, you know. but they're going to have to work their way. There's no guaranteed money, none of that jazz. I just think if you don't make the draft, you should be able to go back. And why? Because it benefits the universities as well. I mean, you're going to have – think of all the talent we could have coming back next year – uh, on on your favorite team, uh, a guy that thought he could get drafted didn't, and now the product is even better on the field. It just makes for more exciting football too. So if you're from that angle, that's another benefit for the NCAA.
1: Mm-hmm. And like I said, college basketball is going to institute that this year. This will be the first year they're doing that. I think that's a great, you know, uh, decision. Now, with the caveat, this is in the college basketball as well, and I think it should be in the NFL. You should, to factor in here, you should have to go to the NFL Combine that way to get properly evaluated. Because then, otherwise, you're going to have literally every junior in the nation just say, "Oh yeah, I declare early." <laughs> yeah. What, what's What's the point if I just don't give drafted, I'll come back. So I don't think you want everybody declaring just and then you know open the floodgates to where they can all come back too. but if you're getting the right information and you still declare and you don't get drafted uh, i'm not really seeing the negative here of letting guys come back to school and and you know make a i think about some of these guys shane like uh you know a holy field or um ed alexander particularly if, if they didn't get drafted Think about how damn – everything you said, but in addition to that, how motivated are they going to be next year to be like, okay, I'm going to just rip everyone a new one on the (laughs) field and I'm going to prove everyone wrong that I deserve to be ranked. I don't know. It just seems like I don't really see the negative
2: in it. No, I don't either. And what about some of these juniors that go in thinking that maybe they're in a small college? Uh, You know, take the SEC out of it for a second. They're in a – well, think for uh, we were just talking about it. Preston Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's say he, you know, he declares for the draft, doesn't get drafted, but then says, you know what, I'm coming back for one year, and hits that transfer portal and goes to a team like Georgia that would love to have some more depth at wide receivers. And then next thing you know, maybe we're talking Preston in the third round. You know, this is something that is benefiting the student athlete as well because it's going to give him more exposure and more opportunities. So, um, yeah, I just think it's, you know, you can't take this decision, decision lightly and the kids what okay. So if they come back, what they have to get a, um, um, uh, they have to graduate, you know, I mean, how's that bad? Mm-hmm. So if, if these kids got to come back their senior year, uh, worst case scenario, if they don't get drafted at the end of their senior year, you just completed their, their, uh, their education. And now they have somewhere to go. So I I just, I don't know. I'm not a fan of you having to make that big decision and and wait to see what other people think about your future and don't have the opportunity to say, okay, I'm going to take this as a learning lesson. Like you said, go back to school, bust my ass, listen to the coaches and see what I can do uh, to to get drafted in next year's draft.
1: Yeah, so that's just an unfortunate thing especially when you were saying there's over 40 guys didn't get drafted so
2: mm-hmm. i
1: think they need to do something just because like i said not all those guys i mean many of those guys probably just don't want to be in school and, and hell if they only make fifty thousand dollars next year playing football that's a hell of a lot more money than a lot of people make you know working a <laughs> uh, tough job so i'm not suggesting we cry for these guys but uh give them that option to go back to school if they want it i think that's the right decision to make yeah for sure man So how about this, Shane? Here's another stat for you. After this 2019 NFL draft, Nick Saban has now had 34 first-rounders in his coaching career. That that extends back to LSU, obviously. I don't believe he ever had any at Michigan State, but uh, he he may have. Plaxico Burris may – I can't remember if uh, he played for Saban or not. But uh, irregardless, Saban, no one has ever made more players to the NFL first-round picks. He – surpassed old Joe Pa, Joe Paterno. Mm. And <laughs> what are your thoughts on that, Shane?
2: Good for you, Nick. Just another feather in your cap, brother. In <laughs> <laughs> you your golden hip. <laughs> I wanted
1: to ask you about that too, Shane, because there was, uh, I call it propaganda, but for anyone that didn't see it out there, Nick Saban, obviously we we joked on it on a previous podcast, had his hip surgery and he was back to work 48 hours, uh, how big of a joke did you think that was Shane or are you buying into it like oh my god this guy's back at work I mean we're talking a six to eight rehab this guy's back into work 48 hours later uh, I mean some people are taking that as you know he's not going anywhere I take it as I know Georgia and Tennessee and LSU are using this against me in recruiting <laughs> so I got to pretend that I'm back to work uh, 48 hours later.
2: Yeah, I think that's, I think that's right. He, he wants to beat the negative recruiting going on, uh, saving still, I guarantee he's moving a little slow, but you know, that tough bastard is, is probably, he probably ain't using a cane anymore. He's probably, you know, probably got a limp a little bit right now, but Nick, Nick's tough, man. I mean, he is tough and. That's that, uh, that West Virginian, and my guest, you know, and he's just, <laughs> he, you just can't keep him down. So I, I'm not surprised. I am surprised we haven't seen any hype videos come out for it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, here's something they could potentially use as a hype video show.
1: we got to include this clip as well because Cleveland Browns head coach, Freddie Kitchens, this was during the draft. He oh, was, this is great. He was this asking about, you know, you're getting all these LSU players. We, we hit on it during their draft talk. Uh, the Browns selected Greedy Williams in round two, and that comes after they added OBJ last uh, during the offseason. And, uh, you know, he was asked, why are you getting all these LSU guys? Here's what Freddie Kitchens had to say.
2: Interesting team that is being put together, and we'll see how the results play out once the regular season begins. Now, don't surround yourself with too many LSU Tigers. or You might not be welcome back in Alabama. Just saying, all right? Well, if they'd have played a little better in school, they could have went to Alabama. So. <laughs> well done, Freddie. Well done. Thanks for being with us, yeah. Freddie. We appreciate it. All right, guys. You too. Man, that was the perfect <laughs> burn there, wasn't it? <laughs> oh man. You know who's he he is quietly becoming my favorite head coach. And I, I'm Pittsburgh Seatler. I hate the Cleveland Browns. But I tell you what, I love kitchens, and I, I I'm glad he's got the opportunity uh, to coach up there. We're if you don't forget, we were trying to get him at Tennessee there for a little bit. Of course, mm-hmm. there's he's probably probably no way he even considered us, man. Especially especially if he's <laughs> you know bad mouthing LSU, you know, there's no way he's going to go to Tennessee. So, uh, but now this is good stuff, man.
1: Now how about this, Shane, looking ahead to the 2020 NFL Draft, I kind of personally I hate looking ahead and doing these because I think sometimes. These draft people get it so wrong, and you, and you get it in these guys' heads, and it messes with their upcoming season. But I just figured we'd talk about this as well. Mel Kuyper released his top 10 draft picks, or his, his draft prospects, I should say, for the 2020 NFL Draft. I'm just going to run down these real quick. Tua, number one. That's I don't think that's a huge surprise. Mm-mm. Jerry Judy, the Alabama receiver, he's number two. That's, that's one, a good one there. Uh, Justin Herbert, their Oregon quarterback, number three. And, and of course, he opens the season against Auburn there in uh, Arlington, Texas. So that's going to be one to watch. Some guy named Chase Young, I never even heard of him from Ohio <laughs> State. He's number four. And then we got at Auburn defensive lineman Derek Brown. He's at number five. LSU defensive back Grant Delpit, number six. And, of course, he's been given that number seven jersey, so they're expecting him to have another All-American type season. Mm -hmm. Uh, Terry Adams, I was not familiar with him, a Washington offensive lineman. He's number seven. Walker Little, he's number nine, a Stanford offensive lineman. I just know him because I believe, uh, you know, obviously he went to Stanford, but his other two finalists were – Alabama and, and Georgia, I remember his recruitment pretty heavily. And then last, uh, number 10 here, Jake Fromm, number 10 overall, Mill Kuyper's early 2020 board. Uh, anything stand out to you from those SEC guys on the list?
2: I didn't hear any volunteers, Mike. I mean, are you saving it? <laughs> or are they round two or what? <laughs> I
1: think the only one that would uh, potentially get on them, maybe Trey Smith if he makes his way back. I could see him, if he's healthy, making him – himself up on that list
2: yeah I, I i like the jake Fromm one i i know it's at the 10th spot but this is a guy that has a lot of opportunities to move even further up this list mm-hmm. um I, I think he's in a good spot so he's being recognized already as early first round material which we've been talking about i just think if they can put a, a season together uh jake has i think he has nothing but to gain you know from from this season coming up so um to a man he's gonna have the bullseye on him and if he messes up or if he comes up a little lame on a couple plays mm-hmm. uh that's a dry, that's a draft stock that could quickly drop because the last thing you want to do is take a franchise quarterback that may have that injury bug so um you know that's those are the first two and obviously quarterbacks you know
1: yeah to me i mean obviously these guys are all hell of a players already but my only question mark is at Justin Hibbert, number three. Not that I watch a ton of Oregon football, but I'm just not really seeing it from that guy. I think, wasn't he the bowl game where I think it was like seven to six in the fourth quarter, and they were playing some joke of a team. So I think we're going to find out real quick, because I, I expect Auburn to roll over Oregon. I know you're you're kind of in the opposite direction, mm-hmm. but we're going to find out real early him playing an SEC defense what he's got. I think he's the one that's got the most to lose uh, uh, heading into
2: 2019. I think. Yeah, I mean, I was picking SEC. I don't, I don't know anything about that guy. So I just, I mean, he don't even exist to me, Mark, Because it's all about the SEC, son. <laughs> even though we didn't have any Vols, we had the most. I mean, we had the most drafts from the conference ever. I mean, that's amazing. I mm-hmm. mean, it happened in our day. And it's just hilarious that none of them were Tennessee. All right? <laughs> Ollie, I get it. You could stop tweeting me. All right?
1: <laughs> yes, I should have mentioned that 64 from the SEC all-time record. And how about this, Shane? This I thought this was pretty incredible because the next was, uh, I believe, 43 was the, was the second highest. Mm-hmm. And the SEC West had 44. So the SEC West would have outdone every other conference as well. So, uh, I mean, that just goes to show how much talent is in that damn division with the SEC East, Georgia obviously there, but the rest of the division just trying to catch up to to basically the powers in the West right now. How many, 44? I believe 44 from the SEC West, yeah, which is better than any other conference, entire conference.
2: I mean, that's irony. I had 44 tweets reminding me that Tennessee balls had zero during the draft. I mean, I mean you can't make this stuff up, Mike. <laughs> you got to have fun with it. You got to have fun with it. Better days are ahead. Oh, one final thing I wanted
1: to hit on, Shane. This is not really draft-related, although it did come out during the draft. Madden, the new Madden game, is going to have some NCAA football teams, kind of. They're going to have – and the only two from the SEC. They're going to have Florida and LSU. And, you know, when you can, like, create your own player or what have you, Mm -hmm. you can select those teams, you can play in the college football playoff, the real college football playoff. Uh, What are your thoughts on that? It it just seems kind of weird. I mean, it's kind of exciting, but it's kind of weird that they're only doing 10 teams and you can only do the college football playoff. But this could be the first (laughs) steps (laughs) towards bringing this game back, in my opinion. I know
2: we have a a lot of listeners that love that game. The door is opening, Mike. That's what that is. Somebody just let some breeze in and they know that it's a beautiful day outside because that's what's happening, Mike. They heard Doug Flutie on here talking about his new game coming out. Mm-hmm. They saw the billboards. They saw a piece of that pie getting a little bit smaller. So <laughs> don't be surprised here in the next two years, we're going to have college, like like legitimate college football gaming. I mean, it's it's coming, Mike. It's coming. You can't. You can't stop it because it's all about money. Yeah, I
1: mean we can hope and pray, and I th- I think we're getting we're taking steps there. We're getting yeah. closer every year. It may have taken us five five years to get there. May <laughs> may take f- five more
2: to final make that final step. But it, I think it's eventually going to come. I, I think that's it. They were cool long as nobody else was doing it, but now other people are trying to find different avenues to make this game, mm-hmm. and they're they're not going to have it, man. So yeah, it's it's going to happen. All right, Shane, you got anything before we hop off here? Uh, No, Mike, that's about it, man. Uh, I enjoyed it. I love the draft. And I'll tell you what, that Nashville show brought it. I mean, there was uh, – did you go? Did you, Were you down there? Yeah, I was down there not for the actual draft on Thursday
1: because I knew that would be a madhouse, but I was down there on Wednesday – and then I actually went down there on Looking Saturday. Looking for their bridesmaids, huh?
2: <laughs>
1: That's exactly right. I was down there trying to find them bridesmaids. But, no, I I did check it out because I knew it would be a sight to see. And, uh, I mean, it was pretty awesome, man. I, I went down there. I didn't get to run my 40. They had mock 40-yard dashes there. I probably probably would have timed it in right around 7, I'm thinking 7, 7, 5, 40 is probably what I run at this point. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was awesome down there.
2: Did you see what's his name running it? Uh, oh god, what's his name? <laughs> Gary
1: yeah. Looked like he was gonna shard his pants the whole time he was running it, didn't he? Somebody said
2: somebody said it looks like he's got two hundred dollars worth of quarters in his pocket. <laughs> 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 oh man, twenty yards. And you know what's funny is if you watch it. He, like, sprints it out. Like, when he gets across the finish line, he goes all the way to the window. Like, he really needed that much time to slow down, you know? (laughs) You were at a good pace. One step, you could have just stopped, you know? But he he ran it out. So, kudos for the effort. But, man, they were giving him a hard time on Twitter, son. I mean, I've, uh, I've seen power walkers in the Olympics move faster than that guy. I love it, man. I loved it. He was determined, man. I think he's been practicing. You know, I don't want to say that, you know, because in case he's listening. But uh, it, it really did look like he was, he's been he has been thinking about this for a while, Mike. And uh, he thought it'd go better on, on Twitter, but it did not. They, 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 mur- I mean, it was bad. All right,
1: Shane, I think that's going to do it for this one. Uh, thanks as always for joining me. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in.
2: We'll catch you on the next one. All right. See you guys. Go, balls. Nobody drafted. Nobody.